Hey, what's going on there, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Tonight is the uh, the 7th. It's the 7th of December in the year 2022. I got a topic I want to get off my chest. This podcast is called The Recruiter. All right? Everything, of course, can be traced back to my meager service in the uh, early 1990s. <clears throat> 1993 to 1997. A time when I joined the United States Marine Corps as a young man looking for adventure, looking for direction, looking for a challenge. It kind of made me who I, who I was, who I am. It was instrumental to my my growth and development and coming of age. So, when I, as I've told the story before, I happened upon the, the service, you know, as a notion, something that hey, I've seen some guys in uniform, um, you know, I watched all the friggin' Rambo, Chuck Norris, Schwarzenegger movies, every single one I could recite word for fucking word in many cases. Um, so the idea wasn't foreign to me. I also did a lot of shoot 'em up stuff, <clears throat> spent a lot of time in the mountains, camping and stuff, and so I was definitely outdoorsy, something that was among the considerations as I was trying to formulate a future for myself, and then I got in some trouble and wound up in, you know, dealing with the law, doing community service, and I've told those stories before. I caught shoplifting. My mother brought myself and my buddy John to the recruiting office. She figured these guys need to be, somebody needs to make a man out of you guys and you need something and I'm going to help you get it. And So she, I give my mother a lot of shit, but I'm definitely thankful for her, <clears throat> you know, introducing us to this concept. She basically dropped us off at the recruiter's office in Manahawkin, New Jersey. We met this guy and... He was the part, you know. He looked and acted the part and told stories about high adventure, you know, <clears throat> fancy uniform, bulging muscles, stories to tell uh, about all the cool places that they had gone and, you know, battles that they had been involved in. And, of course, their job, the, rec- the recruiter's job is to sell you service, you know, sometimes it can be an easy sell, depending upon what's happening in the world and how, you know, the sentiments of patriotism or lack thereof um, ebb and flow with the world events. In these particular days in the 90s, I think recruiters would say, and I know several of them, they'd probably say that it was a good time to be a recruiter. There's a lot of people, you know, were, um, Desert Storm had happened, or Shield, or whatever the fuck it was, in the in the eighty nine ninety, I think it was, 
and I joined right after that, so <clears throat> that conflict was over, and we were expecting some sort of combat, or the contingency, the possibility that we were going to see combat and significant during our time in service, so we liked the notion of that, we were two kids in trouble, we showed up at the recruiting office, and it was basically a place where the rec- recruiters would drive around, they'd go to the malls, they'd go to schools, they would set up booths at whatever, and they'd find people, they'd go to all the places where people were looking for work, looking for direction, and, you know, former servicemen, man, you got people coming up all the time thanking you for your service, did you go over to the sand, you know, did you, were you involved in this and that, you got rank on your shoulder, and, you know, walk around the mall, talk to people, it, it had to be an interesting job, I think I would have been an incredible recruiter. Well, as much as I talk about my service in the Marine Corps, right? Um, and truth be told, I love the entire experience. But the thing about recruiters have, have a bad rap. Like most people who serve, they have stories about how recruiters would fuck people over. They guarantee you this job or this duty station, you know, and then you don't wind up getting that job and then you're disgruntled. You know, I always tell the story, I had a bunch of guys, guys went in for as helicopter mechanics and recon marines and uh, air traffic controllers and admin clerks and radio operators and best I can surmise, the grunts, like myself and a few other of my friends, really enjoyed their time and... Um, It was an experience that has been written indelibly on our beings. Not all Marines feel that way. Boot camp is a very powerful thing, but why the fuck would you want to join the Marine Corps and, you know, sign people's paychecks and shit like that? That would be an admin job. You just fucking sit behind a desk. You want to get out and do something. So, I can definitely say that in peacetime, at least, I did the job that I wanted... I went guaranteed 0311, infantry, infantrymen, East Coast. So that's my story. Told, talked about some of my exploits, my travel, the training that I did. Uh, was on a naval vessel for six months, floating around the Med. Was uh, Flew to Okinawa, uh, Australia, fucking all these places. Many. I think it was like 13 countries I've been. 13, I've been to 13 other countries throughout the world. Stopped into their ports, drank their beer, chased their women, did their training, you know, seen some of the cool sights of the world, such as um, Bethlehem when we went to Israel, went to the Wailing Wall, all that shit, went to Rome when we were in Italy, um, went to Greece, Spain, Israel, France, Portugal, Morocco, uh, Korea. Australia, you know, all these freaking places, it was pretty cool, um, so I kind of got, my point is I got what I asked for, joining the Marine Corps, I don't really have too much of an axe to grind with the, with the recruiter, but looking back after you, you know, we, we basically were all over this guy's um, recruiting office, we were there, we were fucking dedicators, the thing about the Marines is you're so, you're so motivated as a recruit, like, it's, you're brainwashed in a way, like, you want to be the best, and so you get the freaking haircut before you even go in, you wear the t-shirts, <clears throat> which is kind of taboo, right, before you claim the title, 
shouldn't really do that, but I was Marine Corps this, Marine Corps that before I even went in. So we were a really easy sell. We wanted to do it. We wanted to do the hard training. Um, we wanted to do the travel and sacrifice and test ourselves. And the notion that we had signed our lives away and we had a ship date, quote-unquote, where we were heading down to Harris Island together, four or five of us, from this recruiting station. We all shipped together and we all went through the boot camp experience together. And we had some great times. It was hard, fucking impossible at times. But we made it through it. And we all have stories to tell about that. Um, But we would go to the fucking recruiting office, man. And we would sit there and talk to these recruiters for hours. And we'd come back every day, every spare moment we could. We'd be there... You know, three, four, five days a week checking in, calling the guy, you know, going to, you know, physical fitness um, trainings with them, uh, going out to eat with them, you know, little diners and shit. And so we had this like relationship, this friendship even with this, this active duty Marine who had sold us into the Marine Corps. And it was a good relation. It was a good friendship, you know? Um, but it's just funny because the recruiters, they're salespeople, and I think that they have a good product <clears throat> for the most part. Now, there are people who have you know, unrealistic expectations about service, right? So they might, um, yeah, they might not know it's going to be as difficult as it is, or they might feel like they got took a couple options for jobs. Well, if you don't like the infantry, well, then you're, what's your second choice? Well, you could be a combat engineer. Maybe you don't get grunts, and then they put you in combat engineers or whatever. They can... What I was told is that if anybody fucks up at another job's duty station, say you're a fucking air traffic controller, they'll send you the grunts. That'd be like your punishment, because it's fucking tough. It's hard. Not everybody wants to do it. So I didn't have too many axes to grind, but there were people who had problems with recruiters ranging from, you know, the guy fucked my sister um, and then didn't call her to, and he told me that I was going to get this pay or this rank or this duty station and I never got it. It's just something that we all complain about is the recruiters and how they're kind of like, at the end of the day, you're a number, you're somebody that, you know, they're getting paid or they're doing their job. And they want to do their job well, so that you're just a number. Somebody else is going to send off. But I do believe our recruiters cared about us and enjoyed, you know, that we were so freaking highly motivated to get their product. That's my story about the Marine Corps. I mean, it's I can go on and on about that. But I'm talking about. I would like to talk, tell you about an experience my family had yesterday when. I was told by my son and my wife that we were going to have a 7 p.m. conversation with a college recruiter for sports, like a student athletic recruiter from some organization, a four-letter you know, acronym for basically student athlete college association. And I was like, oh, interesting, you know, Sam is a, you know, Sam and Lily are good athletes, good students. I don't think that they are the best in any um, arena. You know how you got kids that are uh, 
you know, there's somebody, if you think about your, back to high school, there were people who were like, oh, this guy was like the best wrestler on the team, he went to the States, or this guy or gal, she was a, you know, pole vaulter that, you know, from the time she was a freaking baby or something like that, or, you know, this hometown football hero, everybody knows that name, you know, the guy was like the greatest quarterback or the greatest running back or whatever, what's in the NFL? I don't think that my kids, I I hope I'm wrong, but I don't have the expectation or the, I don't anticipate that they're going to be like on the top of any college's list to recruit for a sport at this point in time. My son is a sophomore. My um, daughter is in eighth grade. I feel like time is flying and they could, in their development, they could excel, they could kick ass and take names the Oberst way and be the best player on the team. Sam's getting freaking bigger and stronger and faster every day, you know, in his football and his um, track and rugby participation. Then you got Lily with her, with her cheer. She's fucking unbelievable, you know. So I hope that they get opportunities, you know scholarship opportunities and, you know, the hope that they want to, they have, find academics interesting enough to pursue an area of it and enough to like be, you know, get a freaking full academic scholarship. I'd love to, my kids, my kids are like that. If they're not, that's fine too, because as I described in the past, I was a non-traditional student. I didn't really know. I didn't have direction looking for it, you know, in high school and stuff. I also wanted to sit around and hang out with my girlfriend and get laid and drink beer and hang out with my buddies, go out in the woods and, you know, carry and you know, play grab ass. It's just, I was just growing up, testosterone surgeon, you know, was, these are the best days of your life. So I enjoyed them. I wasn't a complete, you know, reckless teen, but I had a lot of good, had a lot of good times. I have countless memories, but so I want my kids to grow, develop, and have opportunities. And but you know, there's some people who were like, "Oh, I'm looking for, you know, Joe Smith. His, you know, his son. He's 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 got the best in everything, and he's he's gonna get a. They're already looking at him. They're scouting him. So that's that's what this phone call was about. My uh, uh, we're at seven o'clock on the fucking money. This guy calls up and it's like Coach Smith. And Coach Smith is like, hey, you know, Sam. So you like to play football, this this position and that position, and you know, you're gonna be varsity next year, and you know, I see the, I got your times for for you know your track and field stuff, and you're pretty fast, and you know, you look at any colleges and asking all these questions, and he reached out to any schools, any any coaches and all this stuff, and all things that I feel like, you know, I hope, again, I hope my kids have these problems, but, you know, that they have these sort of opportunities on the horizon, and Sam, as a sophomore, you know, he's coming up to the best days of his life, and, and he's going to be a young man, you know, before we know it, but this guy was like, oh, so who do you talk to, you talk to any schools, you know you want where you want to go, do you parents, do you need a... Um, is this a need, a scholarship, or you, uh, do you, 
you know, would she be nice? And like, basically, can you afford it? I'm thinking like, holy shit, man, it's okay for us to talk about college opportunities and, and our children's future, but this guy, he's acting like we're the fucking, you know, the NFL draft. And it's, it's just crazy to me. And he's going on and on and on. He's like, hey, pull up this uh, website. You see this? And it was like, you know, National the NCSA or something like that. And he's like, here, look at this. You know, we have, the, you can put a profile picture up here and you can upload your video footage from your plays that you're, you know, all that stuff. And you can, you know, all the, all, look, you go to this page and there's all these colleges and the coaches that you should reach out to and templates of letters that you can send to them sent to them, and you put your stats here, how fast you are, how strong you are with these lifts, all this stuff, it's like a, like a vanity page for like a, for selling you, it's as if you are going on Indeed and putting your resume on there, and I'm thinking, wow, my kids are just, we're just building his resume at this point, like he's going to school, and he's going to sports, um, I hope that he can fulfill his dream of being a professional athlete, but, you know, we're working towards that goal. We're not so good at this point, like our body of work is just beginning, you know, accumulating wins in life, school, sports, all that shit. So he asks us some questions, he seemed like a really nice guy, and then he says, you know, we're looking at, we're talking to him on this, on so on the phone, on speaker, and he, he's like, oh, can you pull up that website on your laptop and use this browser, and da-da-da, okay, and then you see that they, in addition to the profile and all your stats and stuff, there are these three things, so there's three grades of this, we can do all this for you, we can reach out, and, you know, make sure that you're working towards your goal of, you know, getting into these colleges and communicating with these coaches and things, and, um, the first level is champion, and that's $1,000. This, we do X, Y, Z for that. And the middle one, there's a middle one, like our, you know, most people get this one. This is $3,000, and <clears throat> we do this, that, and the other thing for this, and you get a new pair of fucking shoes. I'm embellishing there. And then the third one, and this is like the best of the best, is like our pro option where, you know, we do friggin' everything but run the football plays for you. You know, they basically create this resume, this thing. It's a nice look. It was a nice little format. It basically is like a website featuring you. I am Aaron Oberst, and I'm this height and this weight and this age and these are my grades, and this is my time in the 40-yard dash, and this is the team I play for, look at my footage, it's all that stuff, all my, like my profile, and then there's a bunch of bells and whistles that help you communicate with coaches and all that stuff. Something that I think someone should be doing, this guy was saying like they're scouting people at like 13. Like, they're going to, like, middle school games and being like, wow, this kid, we might want to look at him. And I'm just saying, first of all, I think that that's kind of sad. I know that we're, Americans are really empowered about their sports and all that stuff. 
but I feel like it's kind of sad that we are soliciting young student athletes. And the guy seemed very professional. He's like, oh, you got grades got to be there, right? You got to have really good grades. But he kept going back. He's like, okay, you guys want to take take a moment, like, you know, put me on on mute and talk about this amongst yourself and then, you know, let me know when you're ready to reconvene. And I'm saying, I we turn it off, I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Where did this come from? Because I saw this coming about five minutes into the conversation. I realized that this was a sale and he was going to ask us to pay. Like that professional one was like $4,000 value, quote unquote, where we would choose this and they would be like carte blanche, uh, the super duper profile where they would do all this stuff, legwork for us and follow up and I mean, we want our son, first of all, it's, it's, sports are great and everything, but academics first, man. Like, you're going to have an education for your entire life. You're going to play sports for four years, and the odds of being a professional athlete, unless you have extraordinary uh, talent and luck and connections and all nine yards, are very slim to none. And even if you make it the pros, there's a percentage of those people that are going to be go all the way and have a decent career. And there's a lot of people who get hurt or get passed up, and you're shit out of luck. You just got some good memories about you know your days in the as a professional athlete. A lot of big dreams out there, and I, and I know everybody wants to be like the president of the United States. You know, everybody wants to be like the CEO or the professional athlete, or the fucking celebrity. Um, It's pretty interesting to me, the psychology of this whole thing. But I felt like molested in a way that my family... And this is what's crazy about this, is the night... the, the, The morning, yesterday morning, I was off and my son... Sam, you know, he, he got to go into uh, school a little bit late because there was a test that he wasn't taking or something. So I take him down there around 11 o'clock, and we go down to the high school. And I said, hey, man, I want you to I want you to really start thinking about your future and how your grades. And, you know, next year, you're going to train up. You're going to develop. You're going to lift. You're going to get better and better with your sports. And track season's coming up. And you're a great kid. I love you. And I'm proud of you. And. I stand behind you, and you know, I want you to get a job, part-time job, so you can get a work, and you're starting to build, like, this is who I am. You need to get experience, you need to get time, you know, and, and get some wins, man. Have some experiences in life. And, of course, as a parent, you're always trying to do that, right? You feel like you know what's best for your kid, and I'm going to give them, these have been my experiences... This is what I believe, you know, the world has to offer for us. So, you know, go get them, kid, you know. Try this route, you know. This is my story, my story, my version of whatever, you know. Your mom, she's a teacher, and she went to Westchester University, and she's got a master's and another master's. And then your dad, he's a you know, doctor, and he was a non-traditional student, and on and on and on about us, you know, da 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 Just trying to... 
not, I mean, not narcissistically, just like, hey, these are the potential pathways to success in life, some version of success. You know, my uh, Mandy, as a little side, Mandy told me a story about, um, you know, when she, she had some, it was like a survey or something like that. Adults were, you know, were taking these surveys of like, hey, what do you want for your kids when you, if you have family later on in life? What would you want for them? And, uh, you know, somebody said like the best school, you know, the best job, you know, the best college, um, and the other person had a completely different point of view and said, happiness, happiness, happiness. You know, you want your people, you want to have some sort of degree of success in life, but everybody's got a different version of what that means. And it's a lot of it's based upon what your, you know, your sphere, your family, your, um, your community, your culture, how, how its success is measured there. Well, you want to have a good job. You want to have a good education. You want to be able to have a house with a white picket fucking fence and, you know, two kids, one of each gender and a little fucking puppy dog and some vacations. I mean, that's many ver- many people's idea of success. Other people prefer a simpler life or whatever works for them. Um, very interesting though so what is our what would I recommend for my children what I want for them a little bit of both you know if you want to be a fucking school teacher great if you want to be a professional you know with a, a terminal degree like a you know you want to be an academic you want to be a, for a plumber a whatever the fuck you want to be you can do it New text message from Becky Lynn. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, I know a shitload of people who have various jobs and hate their jobs and hate their life and their relationships aren't good. I know people who have, you know, who have relatively simple lives and less accoutrements and, you know, they've got... They live be well within their means, below their means, you know, they're and they're happy too. A lot of people are miserable though, even though they have so much. Despite having so much, they are miserable. Unhappy. So happiness does not come from things or these these successes, you know, as perceived by the world. Or you know, whatever. But I'm sitting here listening to this fucking guy who's reportedly a coach, you know, that's had all this experience in playing and coaching and loves what he does. And, and here he is shaking us down. Like, I realized that this wasn't somebody who was, like, innocently saying, hey, well, listen, you know, if you want to go this route, this is what you need to do. This is our organization, you know. Uh, uh, we'd like to help guide you if you want. There's a, you know, the, check out this website we have. There are some free options. There's a free option where you can set up your profile and the basics. And there's other stuff, bells and whistles. If you want to add to it, then that's fine. But he was trying to make us, he wanted us to make a decision. Like, on the spot, for our kid. To 
to create this sports school scholastic sports vanity page for him when he's not he's just in his sophomore year of high school um and I'm like this is fucking this is surreal man it was as if we were reviewing we just bought a car and we were reviewing the options for an extended warranty which most people will will say most not like you're, you're most likely not going to use it but you know you have options from okay let's say I just spent all this money in this car now I can get this warranty that'll cover the powertrain for this much and then uh, I can just get that or I can get for scrapes dings and you know whatever basically any fucking you know window shit you can get it for insurance up to whatever you buy the premium thing then you get all these bells and whistles for it. Well, I really should do that because you know I'm going to get dings and it costs this much to get those dents out and what if my windshield gets shattered or, you know what I mean? There's like all the, this is a a standard sales technique. It's like, well, you can get these shoes and they're the basic. They have a sole and they have laces that you can tighten or you can get these shoes middle of the road. Most people get those. Um, They have some more cushion to them and a little bit more comfortable. Of course, you could get these ones, and this is what all the best people are wearing, all the professional athletes, and look at the design, and, you know, these were, you know, made, designed in Switzerland and produced in the good old US of A. Just some fucking standard sales bullshit that plays on... Western world psychological consumer mindset. Like, oh, well, the guy was basically saying, well, you do want to do what's best for your child, don't you? You do want them to get, like, all the possible money that they could get from this school. Because schools are looking, coaches are looking for students. And right now is when they're doing it because the season's over. Right now, in January, they're looking you know, for, for students they are shopping around. So you need to be on their radar. And right now you're not on their radar. So I'm saying like, we got a lot of work to do. So you need to, I'll let you guys talk amongst yourselves. Let me know, come back and let me know exactly which, uh, which plan you would like to go with. And I thought on the one hand, the guy sounded like he was on some level, he cared and was relatively sincere. On the other hand, I'm thinking you fucking scumbag sales mother salesman motherfucker you know you're you're making this kid you know this young man who wants to be he wants to play for college football in college you know he's not quite there yet with his ability he's no Rudy Rudiger but you know like he's got to get out there he's got to get some some time playing on varsity and two years, you know, his junior year is basically coming, so, and he doesn't know what he wants, he doesn't even know entirely what he's capable of, how could you as a young person today, all I know is I want to go to the fucking NFL, you know what I mean, well, who the hell would ever want to dash the dreams of their child. You definitely want to support them. You definitely want to 
you know, stand with them and encourage them. We also want to say, oh, wait a second, you know, I basically, I had to pull the fucking reins back and be like, hey, listen, man, we got some major sticker shock here. You know, this is a, um, you want us to pay $4,000 for you to create a, you know, a vanity page for our child. And, you know, we just want him to show up to practice and do his best and, and stay healthy through it, you know, and not, you know, have a nervous breakdown because he's got this crazy expectation that he's got to, you know, got to be freaking Tom Brady or something like that. You know what I mean? And it just, it disappointed me. How is it like the recruiter? How is this guy, this recruiter, like the Marine Corps recruiter? Well, because they got a product to sell and they're selling hopes and dreams. You know, they're selling a product and they're shining it up and they're putting it in front of you and making it sound like it's the greatest thing in the world. At least the Marine Corps, you know, you know that you're going to have, you're in for a hard time. You know that you're going the freaking most challenging, you know, physical and mental experience that is legal to undergo in the American military today outside of special operations. You know that you could fucking die doing all this in peace or war. So you, you don't want to do it anyway. Why? Because you're young, dumb, and full of cum. Not too much different with sports. And it's not too much different with this recruiter who was selling, sitting us, we're sitting there with a minor, with a 15-year-old, you know, boy. And they're like, the guy's like basically selling us like, oh, you guys got to do this now because... You know, there's no time to waste. You need to market your child to these coaches before he really even has a, a significant body of work to say, hey, you know, wow, you know, this kid's college material. This kid is going to, you know, he could, you want him to play for the Fighting Irish. <laughs> it's like, I'm no fucking idiot. If, you're, if your child is a good enough athlete then all these turds are going to come knocking on the door and offering whatever you want in order just to, to get you sign on the dotted line and, and represent their school, right? They're going to find you if you're that fucking good. And of all the, um, the football games that I've seen on the you know, high school level, whatever, you know, what percentage of them in, in this area from our school, you know, the schools that our kids go to, my daughter's cheer gym, what percentage of those kids are going to be doing um, cheer in college? You know? Look, I wish them all well, but... I don't like people who, like, prey upon your dreams, you know what I mean? I've been fortunate in my life to, you know, to do some very hard things and do some things that people said maybe I wasn't cut out for, you know, and I did it by incrementally, you know, going out there and trying and falling down and getting back up again and, and going after it again. And thankfully, you know, for my experiences in the Marines and a little bit of character that I had 
whatever, genetically or in my experiences leading up to that, something that I wanted very, very bad. So I went after it and I did it, you know. And I want that for my children, but it's not going to be something that they're going to be um, going to attain straight out of high school. I don't foresee that, and I resent this whole fucking recruiting, you know, sale. It's fucking ridiculous. So I like to tell that guy, that coach, and that organization that uh, wasted an hour of our time last night between 7 and 8, 8 fucking p.m. I like to tell him to fuck himself. And I'm ashamed of a culture that thinks that this is the way we need to, um, it's appropriate to operate when it comes to, uh, our student athletes, you know what I mean? We're going to solicit them in the time that they're fucking pubescent. It's ridiculous. <laughs>